a great day in Nevada, and you are listening to the Nevada Nice Podcast. Looks like a nice day in Nevada. It's nice yep. sunny day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, sunny here too, and the snow, the snow's melting. You guys must have gotten snow too. We had a beautiful snow yesterday morning when we woke up. The trees were like yeah. winter wonderland. <laughs> like Christmas Eve. <laughs> and it does look like the feeds were confined on my cell phone, the computers being silly for some reason. But that brings us probably to today's discussion on reliable broadband. So um, welcome everybody this morning and those watching online. Um, again, like last week, if you have questions, make sure to type those in the box. We'll get to those. If there are questions that are not related to fiber, we'll save them for the end. And if we have time, then Councilwoman Eric and I will answer some of those for you. So to get started, we'll go ahead with some introductions so everyone can get an idea for who is here on the line today. But my name is Brett Barker and privileged to serve as your mayor here in the city of Nevada. Probably go to Sandy next, then we'll have our MetroNet friends go ahead and introduce themselves. Sure, Sandy Eric and city councilwoman for the city. Hi, my name is Joe Salerno. I am the market manager for MetroNet in the state of Iowa. Hi, I'm Dan Cachado. I'm the government affairs person for the state of Iowa, MetroNet. And good morning, everybody. My name is John Story, and I'm the project manager for Ames and uh, Future for Nevada. Awesome. Well, I know folks saw some of our announcements earlier on Facebook after our council meeting earlier in the week. Um, so maybe if we can start off with um, just who is Metronet and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say I'll, I'll touch it. I'll, I'll start things off. Um, just want to thank uh, the city council, Mayor Barker and the entire city council, the public works team. Uh, Rick uh, Martinez, uh, as we work through the franchise to get it done, um, you know, we're moving at a fast pace here in Iowa and to work with you guys and to, um, we got the information back and forth. We scheduled the meeting. I mean, with everything going on in the world, there's never been a, a more of a need for high speed Internet and the future proof communities and homes. And, and, and it was just a pleasure working with you. And I think, you know, testament to myself being on the call, John Story on the call, Dan Cachado on the call. You know, we're a team that's going to be here for the long haul. I mean, we're going to build this. We're going to be here afterward, you know, before, during, and after. And that's why I wanted the three of our associates on the call for this. But basically what I told you in city council meeting, I mean, you know, Metronet's been around for 15 years. We're in eight different states, 84 communities. Company started out by, you know, um, you know, working in rural areas to get service, to get, you know, Internet, to, a fiber to some communities rural uh, and saw a business in this. It went from the rural, then we started going through Indiana. So, you know, we've been, this is our first rodeo. We've been doing this for 15 years. We're in 80 plus communities. Uh, we're in two communities in Iowa right now, in Bettendorf and Davenport. We're building out Ames right now, soon to be Nevada. Uh, we're in Chicago, Kentucky, Florida, uh, Minnesota. So we, we've been around, we have tremendous uh, financing. And, uh, you know, the goal is to future-proof communities, to put people, you know, I always say, uh, you know, with everything going on, I think that the Zoom meeting right now is testament to the need. I mean, here we are, kids are schooling, obviously. So you go to a home now where it used to be maybe people would get on and, and you know, download at night and maybe use the Internet at night. And now everybody's home. We're doing schooling. We might have two parents who are working. You're downloading. You're uploading. 
And so, you know, we've taken this business model and, you know, obviously we're, we're more popular than ever right now because there's been strain on some of the, you know, infrastructures of the legacy systems that are in there right now. So imagine our, our phones have been, you know, ringing off the hook. But, but basically, in a nutshell, that's what it is. I mean, we're a company of associates who are dedicated to this process. Um, the customer is number one. And I was on a call, I always joke, on Thursday for an hour and a half going over what's called the net promoter score. And basically what we do is we have metrics that we gauge ourselves in the community. How are we doing door-to-door sales? How are we doing with installation? How are we doing with construction? How do we compare to the competition in the marketplace? So, you know, what gets measured gets results, and we measure a lot of things, and our success shows it. So, you know, I could go deeper into it, but but the reality was to future-proof communities and to, um, you know, uh, do things other companies weren't willing to do. We're going to come into your town, and we are rebuilding it. You know, same as the cable companies did 35 years ago, we're coming in and, and putting fiber throughout the entire community. So won't be as long of a pro, you know process as you think, but um, we're going to be there. Um, there. You'll get some phone calls because this hasn't been done in a while. We've been in you know, private easements or public easements. Um, so you'll get some calls, but we're here to respond. John is here. Dan is here. I'll be here. So in a nutshell, hey, that, that's hey, Metronet. Been around a long hey, time and looking forward hey, to Joe? working with you guys. Joe, yep. let's look, hey, John, can you explain a little bit more about, because our technology is a little different than, than symmetrical nature of our technology and just a brief summary of, you know, what exactly on a technology side, what, what we are. You're asking the wrong guy. Oh, I'm not the expert. I build it, but you know, yeah, you, you know, but this is glass. So, you know, the one thing and, and I try to keep it as easy to understand as possible is that, you know, with glass fiber, Everybody has their own right wave. You don't share with anybody else on on the network. So when whatever uh, uh, package you decide to uh, purchase, whether it be 100 megabytes or 200 or a gigabyte, that that is your, and you're going to test and you're going to be at those at all times, no matter what time of the day, no matter what time people come home and everybody gets on, you're going to maintain that that uh uh that purchase what john's saying is you know and we're and we are a symmetrical system so if you per if it's 100 meg it's 100 meg down 100 meg up 200 meg down 200 meg up 500 500 thousand thousand more and more you're getting uh homes that are becoming your phones yeah more and more you're getting homes that uh need more bandwidth up in addition to down where they're having the cameras, security cameras hooked up, or they're working with, you know, more and more data that needs to go up. And as John pointed out, it's that bandwidth uh, with a node with many, many other your neighbors. And I'll ask one yeah, question and then I know Sandy has a bunch of good ones lined up too. So we'll probably alternate questioning so she can have, think of the next one. But I'm sure we have some folks watching right now that are even asking, what is fiber? So maybe if we can go way back to the basics, talk about what that is and what that means. Um, I think that might help folks understand a little bit too. So I, John, do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, I'll, to me, I, you know, that a lot of time I spent in the military, I always used the KISS. And, uh, and so I want to keep it really simple, okay? So 
uh, as opposed to cable type systems or phone line systems where copper is being used to transmit um, the internet, phone lines, uh, TV. Uh, we use glass. The, 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 what am I trying to say? The important thing about glass is, like I said, it's on, it's a light wave. So you can put multiple light waves on one piece of glass and therefore have many customers on glass. So we're able to build with a smaller impact in communities um, without great big, huge cables uh, running through the grounds or on the telephone poles or, or wherever it is, we're, you know, we're able to build, like we can build all of Nevada, I think with a 144 account fiber to get it to Nevada. And then we can build all of Nevada off of 144 account fiber. Obviously you have more homes than that, um, but that's the value of what fiber does in a, in a kind of a nutshell. But again, that, that wavelength that every homeowner has, nobody gets to impact that. So I don't know if that's simple enough. Yeah, and I think it's, it's compared to a prop plane to a jet. I mean, a prop plane will get you to L.A., but you may start in Chicago and you stop in Omaha, stop in Vegas, get, you'll get there. Uh, but it, it might break down, um, you know, with the legacy systems, it's copper fittings, there's leakage. What, what John's saying is it's glass. I mean, it's the future. It's a supersonic jet. It's a piece of glass. There's no degradation. And again, as they pointed out, you're not sharing. You're getting your own network up to a gig, you, your own dedicated network. You're not sharing. In the past, you'd come home at 530. All of a sudden, you, you know, it's, it's, it's harder and harder to download things because the kids are playing games. People are on the Internet. Never affected. And, and like Dan said, we do symmetrical up and down. We have, you know, no, uh, as far as uh, no data caps, you, you can stream as much as you want. Some of the legacy systems will come in, they'll cut you or they'll charge you more after a terabit. We don't do that because we don't have to, because, you know, you're not taxing our network by using everything, you know, using the internet that you're using. You can use it to your heart's content. Mayor, another question that comes up with homeowners is there, they say, Hey, well, you know, I'm worried about that electricity going through the fire, you know, that your, your lines, you know, there is no electricity going through the lines. It's, it's light, as John pointed out. There is no, we're not broadcasting any kind of signal out of our, our network. This isn't 5G. This isn't, this is just, you know, light going through fiber to a home, providing internet access for your internet, for your television, or for your telephone. It, it's it's not broadcasting. We don't we don't have broadcasting towers where we're emitting you know broadcasting signals. We're not we're not doing anything like that. It's just light going through the fiber. So you're not gonna you can't get electrocuted from the light. That's what I'm saying. And it, it comes up quite a, you know occasionally comes up. Somebody said hey, I'm concerned about the electricity in there. No, there's none. It's light. So Joe, you've mentioned other communities that you're working in, Bettendorf, Davenport, and Ames, all much larger than Nevada. So we feel quite privileged. So tell me about how you just determined that Nevada would be a good fit for your company. Um, well, I think I think every community, I mean, um, especially neighboring communities to where we're building now, uh, could potentially be be a good fit. Uh, how this came about is, you know, I was sitting down with John and we were talking, we we're looking at the map and, 
you know, we're, we're, we're looking at expansions and, you know, we saw the drawings, we saw where Ames is. Um, we believe it or not, our, our CEO is driven through your community uh, in Ames. We'll go into areas that might be bigger and we'll drive around and see neighboring communities. And, you know, you think about the, this, how the company started. I mean, they started providing in the areas that never would have received this technology. Um, so we, we think everybody could potentially be a market and happened to be in Ames, drove through it. John and I looked at the map. Can we get across there? Um, we sort of heard through the grapevine that you, you were investigating this and there was some frustration, um, that some said 10 years out, it would be a, a piecemeal one year at a time. And, and we're not going to do that. We come in, we build it. We'll build this thing in six months. You'll probably see customers on board October 1st to maybe around October 15th. And John's going to kill me because it all depends on getting permits and mother nature, of course. But uh, to answer your question, uh, Councilwoman Sandy, it was, you know, we were in the area. We uh, have uh, obviously a system right there in Ames, and we think it's a great community and it, it fits what, what we could do there to be successful. So we're thrilled to be here. Great, thank you. And I mean, that was definitely an exciting conversation to have. As you mentioned, we've been working on fiber for a while. It's definitely been one of my primary goals um, working for because I know how important it is for the community. And I hear everyday folks um, asking for other options for faster, more reliable internet. So I think the more we can provide that, the better. And then especially then, since that our initial discussions, obviously the world has changed. And I think um, that makes it even more important, um, as was mentioned earlier. Um, I'm, I think this will change the way America works forever. And I think this will put Nevada in a really strong position as working from home and telecommuting rates probably skyrocket as people figure out how well it works and in different situations. So maybe um, I, I'm sure, I think I heard Joe earlier say future proof. So maybe we can talk a little bit about kind of what that means for a community. You know, basically what it means is, you know, right now with some of your legacy, you're, um, you're kind of limited. I mean, 4G is coming out as far as, you know, television shows, uh, as far as future proof. And again, we don't, I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know exactly what other technologies are coming out there. But we're confident uh, that what we're going to provide with, with a piece of glass to each resident's home, potentially, um, there'll be enough fiber there as far as available uh, for a long, long, for generations, hopefully. And, and, and maybe John could, could speak a little more to that as far as the technology compared where you are now with some analog as opposed to, uh, uh, opposed to fiber. Yeah, when we, when we come into a, uh, oh, a city or a town where we, we build to a certain capacity. So we go in knowing that, you know, what it is today isn't what it's going to be two, three, four years from now. So we build in about 30% capacity. So you have another 30% that you can build and still we have the, the capacity to build Nevada another 30% before we'd have to upgrade, maybe get some more fiber in or, or do whatever we needed to do. But so for probably the next, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, the capacity is there to just let Nevada keep expanding. Well, I know that we have a number of citizens probably watching and listening to this conversation, and they're probably very curious about, you know, the rollout, kind of the time frame, as well as the, the cost to the residential customer. So any information from the perspective of our citizens would be helpful. Yeah, if you want to talk about the, the rollout real quick. 
when permitting and, and I mean, we're, we're getting ready to go with the ring right now, the fiber ring that'll go around the community. We're waiting on permits. Sean and I talked yesterday, but I'll let him touch on the construction process and I'll talk a little bit about pricing and, and things of that nature. Thank you. So I have a, a temporary schedule that I've laid out for right now. Um, but there's one caveat and the one caveat is poll applications. I can come in, I can get all the underground built and I will fairly fast, but it's waiting for the poll applications in town in order to get all the fiber on the telephone poles in town. But with that being said, I just put a six month time frame on it. And so just, and this, I'm sure it's gonna get done faster than this, but so right now I have scheduled that all the underground, basically I could have done by 727. That's a realistic guess right there, but I think that's pretty fast. Um, and then the aerial, since I can't start for six months, which means I can't even start it till around September, towards the end of September. But with that being said, I think I can still have it in by the end of October. I mean, it, it's amazing how fast the work goes once, once I get the applications back. So with that being said, then we have to, we, we pick three homes in Nevada and we do a test bed, right? And make sure the system is working 100% and all those things. So if you looked at November, or I'm sorry, October, I'd have to have the month of November to do that test. And then December, we could turn it loose. And that's worse. This is, to me, this is worst case scenario. Be by the end of the year that I can start turning people up. Um, but like I said, that's worst case. Hopefully it, it goes way faster than that. But polls are always our, our Achilles heel, getting those uh, permits. Uh, like Joe was saying, I've already, only thing I'm waiting on right now is we we redesigned the the uh, the ring to get it to Nevada, and so right now I'm just waiting for my new maps to show up because I'm I'm gonna change I'm gonna come in from a little bit of the north side of town, uh, but once those are in and I can get permitted, I've got bids already and we're gonna start. I'm hoping I can start uh, in two weeks to get the ring over there. So can you explain the ring, John? Can you explain the ring, what that is exactly? Well, we we have to use rings. That's what all the, we, we you know, we split up Nevada into six different maps. So I have to have a main fiber ring, that, our trunk, if you will, going through the town that all the other maps then get hooked up to this uh, fiber trunk. And then that all goes back. And it's going to come all the way back to Ames. And we're going to build, we're going to, we're going to, uh, service that basically what I'm saying, um, I have to have a hut where all the fibers come back to, and that'll be in Ames. It's not a, a very big load to add uh, Nevada onto Ames, the hut's big enough. And and uh, so that's uh, that's an easy thing to do. You won't have to, we won't have to build a hut in Nevada. And I know Joe, one thing folks might be inter interested to know is you're actually based locally, so there is somebody on the ground here running the show locally. So I think that was something that, that people might want to know. There is a local physical presence here. Um, with that, you did hit on one question that we had coming online, and that is the route from Ames to Nevada and kind of where geographically that main trunk might be coming in. So right now I have it coming in off of 13th Street in Ames, which I think 
what's that turn into 620th street and bring it basically all the way across and then we'll come in from the north underneath the train trestle there okay so that's um and we're gonna we're basically gonna plow it the whole way um which is gonna be a lot faster than boring or trying to get the poll applications and all that so i could get that trunk over there and start building the city as soon as possible very good so does it go like right away is that where it goes yes so everything we do is either be in a utility easement or a road right away um we don't do private easement the only time i can do private easement is if that private property has agreed to a to a, an attachment or or something like that otherwise i i work in utility easements or road right of ways very good um, some of the other questions coming in, um, what other types of services besides internet do you have and kind of what does that cost structure look like? Yeah, basically it's, we're a full fledged, all the services that you have for your incumbent provider right now. We have telephone, we have television and we have internet. So we have the triple play like everybody else. Um, our television package is, is pass through pricing. We don't make a penny on pass-through price uh, on the video side. We, you pay what we pay, so you can get your basic and your movie channels, ESPN, CNN, USA, Showtime, uh, video on demand movies, uh, whatever your heart's content. Uh, so we have television, we have um, uh, internet, and we have uh, telephone as well. So just what your incumbent. We push the fiber. Because we think more people are. We know more people are streaming just by our numbers and what's going on. So. So that is there. So I just want to make sure of that. Um, and as far as pricing, here's one of the things, you know, I've been in the television industry my whole life. There's a saying that the camera never blinks. So anything you say or do is picked up. And, and it's, it's tough for me to get pricing today in, in, uh, in April when we're going to hit in December. And someone, I saw anyone coming back. Well, you said in April, but I will tell you a couple of packages we have out right now. And you could go to our website. I always tell people, go to our website. You have... Uh, there's a shopping cart there. Everybody's needs are different. If you want telephone, if you want, you know, all three, or if you just want one, shop it yourself. If you're an architect, you might want a gig because you're sending, uploading, and downloading uh, drawings. But we have an offer out right now during the pandemic for, for students. If you're a student, you know, learning from home or a teacher, we have a package right now uh, of 500 meg up and down. For the first two months, we're given for free. Months three through uh, the next four months, are $49.95. And then after the six month, you could pay $59.95 for that same 500 up and down, or you could stay at $49.95 and we'll lower you to, to 100 over 100, which is still a, a pretty fast speed. Uh, if you're not a student, we have a package out right now uh, or a teacher, we have it's $49.95 for 200 up and down for internet, 200 up, 200 down, the symmetrical package. Um, so that tells you that, that, now that doesn't include taxes. So there's a few fees in there that we don't have control of, but it does tell you that there, that's reasonable uh, for 49.95 for 200 up and down. And then if you want TV, and that's where it gets a little complicated, what services do you want? But I can tell you right now, go to your website, go to the shopping cart and you could uh, you know figure out exactly what you need and all the prices will be shown up there as well. And the other thing that uh, we, we don't have any contracts, there's no, you're not locked into any contracts with us. So you're free. If you start something, you're free to move around and change things. 
And a follow-up question that came in while you were talking is, is there some sort of a DVR or TiVo type feature so folks can record and rewind their TV? Yeah, we have wireless boxes, you know, uh, DVRs, auxiliary boxes where, you know, I, I, I live on a system right now. I'm in my basement, uh, but I've, I've got a wireless box here. I've got a wireless box here and a master box in my room. So I can move the box around if I want to, to another television. So, yeah, we have extenders. Anything you're seeing in your legacy systems right now, uh, your incumbent operator, uh, we certainly have. And what do business services look like? That was another question that came in. Oh, uh, love it. Uh, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I had a uh, meeting on Tuesday, and uh, we were just hiring, a, a, and, and I'll use uh, Bettendorf and Davenport as an example. Um, that is just going really, really well. Um, hiring another account executive in the Bettendorf Davenport area. We thought we were okay with two. And as these passes, which we call releases of fiber come out, um, we have state of the art. I'm as well versed on the business side, but we have telephone services. We have um, backups. I mean, we have a full robust suite of, of services, products and services for business as well. We'll have a dedicated business person just working uh, the city of Nevada. I can assure you of that. So um and we'll, you know, we pre we start pre-selling about 45 days prior to what we call lighting up an area. So, you know, it, it'll be here sooner than you think. But we'll we'll also come in and, and survey the area, and you know, people can go online, metronautinc.com, if they want to pre-sell right now and want to sign up and see where they're at in the footprint. And you know, we'll we'll have somebody call them, you know, as early as next month. Given we already have, I'll tell you right now, we have business uh, contracts done in Ames already. So there's no reason we wouldn't start signing people up in, in, in uh, Nevada as well. And does that include residential customers can go online and pre-sign up now as yep. well? Yep. Okay. Yes, sir. Sandy, did you have questions lined up or you want me to keep going with what's coming in? Yeah, keep going with what's coming in. I mean, I, I yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, so there are some folks watching that live right outside the city limits, and I know our maps that we've seen include our city limits. So are there plans to serve any of those customers, or how would folks that are interested outside of that initial city limit um, footprint, how would that look like to get them signed up? Well, what we'll do is light up the first areas as well, because obviously, you know, what we've committed to, uh, we're going to light that up. It's funny, Dan was with me a couple uh, just last month, and we were at a public hearing in Elburn, Illinois, and the uh, exact same thing happened. There were more people who weren't in Elburn from the surrounding areas came to the meeting, and as we were, I felt like the Beatles walking out because people are asking, when are you coming here? When are you coming over here? So what we will do is we do look at areas out. We call them metro zones. Um, well, actually, not even metro zones if they're not in the original build. But we'll look at areas even outside. I, I, you know, have no, you know, we can't confirm we're going to, you know, actually build there. And it, it depends on where our ring is. It depends if it makes financial sense to, to get out there. But, you know, our first focus is literally going to be on, on what we have in the drawings right now. That doesn't mean later down the road, we will at least take a look at the annex off those areas if they make financial sense. Very good. So, Joe, along those same lines. So it, would that be an area of people have that interest to express that now? If, we're, if you Absolutely. see a lot, of, yeah, I would think so too, because we have a lot of residential mm -hmm. areas and some commercial actually too outside. And how would folks yeah. um, go about expressing that interest if they are outside the city limits and are interested in service? Um, Dan, can they set up a ticket with the request? Can't they go through the ticketing process? You drop it off, Joe, I didn't hear you, but 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Can, can they go through the ticketing process to, if they're interested in an area that we're not you know, scheduled to build right now? You know, I would say, I mean, they could do that, but, but basically then jo John has to deal with that. So I would say no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're no, right. You're I'd right. rather not. John's going to be too busy, you know, dealing yeah. with building the system. Uh, so I'd rather not go through the normal. We will explain the ticketing process, but I'd rather not overburden John with lots of questions. Yeah. The best way. Hey, hey Mayor Brett, Mayor, maybe, is, maybe is you Rick can uh, keep Joe. a list. Is to meet, reach out to me and Joe with those areas, and and then we'll you know we will then we'll evaluate them. But as as Joe mentioned, it all depends. It it all depends how far does it make economic sense. The areas we're committed to will be in you, you know your your areas that we call and everything outside of that is a metro zone, and we have to explore it later. And we do have a chat box here. So what if um, Dan or Joe can put some contact information in this box? So that folks sure. that are interested in reaching out um, could probably could reach out with their address, so that you can keep track of of where there's interest. That great, a good solution for now. You got it. Sure. Um, and Go ahead, Dan. Put put mine in there. I don't know where it's at. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, All right, we'll get to that at the end. Sounds good. Yeah, and it'll the video will will stay up saved, so you can add it whenever, and folks can go back and okay. review it and find that contact info. Um, so some other questions as folks are wondering what's involved to set up fiber into a, into a home, what does that process look like? And do they um, need different equipment such as routers and modems? Um, uh, I don't have our field ops. We, we have two departments. One is John does the outside plant and then we have uh, what's called uh, um, field ops uh, that does the installation. So. Uh, it is different equipment. I mean, you, we, we don't tap into the existing infrastructure that you have from the incumbent operator there. So we have to, you know, we'll go from what's called a flower pot and we'll go a line right through just kind of like the incumbent does. There'll be a line that'll come right through to your house. And then we'll go from inside the house and we'll wire, basically rewire the same way that the uh, incumbent did. Um, there's, uh, as far as the routers and that, but what we might do, Mayor Brett, is, is that might be another call. I mean, we're going to be here for a while. So uh, maybe we set up something, another call that once we get close to installation that we could, I'll bring our field ops, you know, first, because I don't want to you know, speak to things I don't know, but I do know it is different equipment as far as the wiring you'll need. Our wiring can't use what's in there now, um, but they do a seamless job. I mean, some of our techs will do five jobs in a day. So it's not as arduous as it sounds by having to put new, new, uh, new wire in there. But um uh, I think we'll do that in, you know, maybe two months as we get closer, maybe 45 days out, I'll, I'll have our, um, uh, Corey, our field ops manager, come on on and, and we'll walk you guys through that whole process. That sounds good. Yeah, we'd be happy to do a follow-up as it gets closer. I think there'll be more questions in the meantime that folks will have. So I think that'll, that'll be a good idea. Um, another kind of follow-up to that is, is there a limit to the number? You talked about those wireless boxes. Is there a limit to the number they can have? That, And I assume that hooks up televisions. Is that what? how how your system mm -hmm. works yeah yeah no they could have um i i believe that you know that's a good question now that i think about it and that might be one for 
because um, additional boxes, there is there there is there is some cost in that as well. So uh, I know some homes have seven boxes. That that much I know for sure because I was on an install uh, early on. They had this big home and they had seven boxes in there. So we. Uh, but as far as the exact number, I don't think there's a limit. But that'll be for our our field ops team as well. Okay, very good. And somebody asked if, if there's a tower. So I, I think maybe explaining kind of the, what the network looks like. My, you mentioned underground, you mentioned some of the, the poles. So maybe just kind of flushing that out a little bit, what the network looks like. John, do you want to address that or you want me to? Or I'll, I'll address it real quick. Um, so from, we won't have any towers here in Nevada. The, the only tower we have is to receive local television so that we can capture the local news and those local TV stations, um, and then we convert it over to fiber. And that'll be done in Ames. So all that information then will be sent to the beta via the, the fiber. Um, so I'm looking at uh, available by our designs as of right now, there's 72,000 feet of, oh, sorry, let me take this one off real quick. Not 70. There's 61,000 feet of underground in Nevada. Um, the underground, it's a it's a two pipe system. We have one, just like just like the ring. There's a trunk that runs through the neighborhoods or through these maps, and then each finger of this thing um, has another fiber count that that uh, uh, fires up a terminal box. A terminal box um, supplies up to 12 homes for one box. So the underground, we have three different types of boxes that would have to be set, not in everybody's yards, but uh, along the way. So the first one's the flower pot, like they had mentioned before. One flower pot, it's like a 10 inch round disc. It's about 13 inches tall and we bury that flush with the ground. All that is for is an access point for the individual homes. Now, one fire pot could possibly serve four homes if, it, if they the backyards back up to each other. Um, if not, it may be two homes on the street side if that happens to be where we're gonna build on. Um, so it'd be two homes, you put it on the property line, split it between the two homes, and that would be one. The terminal box is just a little bit bigger. It's about the size of an irrigation box. So it's about, uh, 13 by 17 and it's 18 inches tall but that is also flush and then we have what we have to do is we have to make up these the fibers um, you know they're not all just continuous so we have to have a place that we splice the fibers um, so that's a, a terminal box and then a splitter box which ta is taking the fiber and splitting it out so that box is just a little bit bigger that's about a uh, Oh, 17 by 24, but again, flush to the ground. We have no above ground pedestals for the underground. So everything is flush. Um, and we, we bore the pipe in between 18 to 24 inches deep so that we can get to it without using back hose and things like that. Um, that being said, a lot of people have irrigation systems, dog fences, but we hand dig everything. We don't use back hose. We don't do any of those kinds of things. Everything is hand done. So if you have an irrigation system, we typically want to dig it up and, and find it um, so that we don't damage it. Very good. 
And a follow-up to that that came in is um, we mentioned the maps. Is there a place that, that people can find those on your end or is that something that, that we should be posting on our end? There will be on the website. Um, they will, uh, I don't know if they're out there yet, but they will be shortly, okay. um, which will show where I'm working at currently. Um, I don't know if it'll tell you that, it'll tell you if I'm starting it, probably the next thing is gonna tell you when I'm done. Um, I don't know if it will tells you if I'm 50% or anything like that, but it'll tell you when I'm starting, but chances are with 61,000 feet, I'll probably start in two or three of them at the same time, um, which, which shouldn't take very long. The aerial, um, obviously there's, uh, there's about six miles. I know that doesn't sound very far, but that's a lot of aerial, um, but it's, it's not bad. I mean, when, when my contractors do about 2,500 feet a day, that goes pretty fast, depending on how many crews I have in there. Um, just for an example, the 61,000 feet here in Ames, I did 24,000 feet last week, and I did 23,000 feet this week. So you can see in, in three weeks, I, if I had everybody in there, I could, I could do it in three weeks and have all the underground done and be gone, you know. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be able to build it as fast as I'm building Ames. I'm going to build both at the same time. Um, the, the hard part for me is it's the same locators that do both cities. So I have to, I'll probably build it just a little bit and it's still, it's still fast. It's like I have one that's 21,000 feet and it's going to take me maybe 21 days to build that as far as the underground. So that's, two crews in there doing basically 500 feet a day. And so one map would take me 21 days. Then they just roll into the next one. I have a couple starting on the same day. So be working in two of them at the same time. So, but to start, I'm considering starting like 5-1 and be done with the underground, hopefully by 7-23. Okay. So basically still two months. Yep. So if folks want to see those maps and where the service will be, they can go to the Metronet website. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing, Mayor Brett. So if they go to Metro, metronetinc.com, they click on the construction button. Um, you, you'll see Nevada. You'll click on Nevada, and you can literally get to the street. It's, it's based on a Google Maps uh, infrastructure. So it'll say what's, what's future construction, what's under construction, and what's been constructed. So there's color codes on there. They could type in their address and say, okay, uh, yeah, we update it on a weekly basis. So they'll be able to kind of keep score as to exactly where we are uh, in the process. So it's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool tool to uh, keep track of uh, when we're coming. And, and I can assure you, we'll let you know when we're close. <laughs> uh, as far as you'll be getting some letters from us, like pre-sales and things of that nature. Yeah, we do a lot of information. There's signs that go into little lawn darts that go into the home, near, in, near the home. Uh, the contractors will have big signs that say Metronet. It does help us, Mayor, to have, if a homeowner knows about something that is not marked like a invisible dog fence or, or as John pointed out, a, uh, a sprinkler system, uh, you know, we have, you know, things that we could give them or if the homeowner could just let us know where these things are, if they're in the ease extends into an easement let us know uh, but as he said if everything goes right we'll be in and out of there very quickly 
Very good. And maybe um, Sandy, if you have any questions queued up you wanted to ask, um, I can, there's some more technical ones that I might save for a minute, but if, if you had something you wanted to ask. Well, I, I was just curious about who you would see as competitors for your business. Um, well, the, who do we see? Well, you obviously you have a, go ahead, Dan, you want to. You have the incumbent cable operator, which I think is Mediacom. You know, you have uh, DirecTV, Dish, but they're really not competitors to us. You know, to be honest, Sandy, most of our customers that take us, that's a time when many people make a change. There's a real change happening in across the whole country in terms of how they view. And Joe and I have been in this industry for over 30 years. Uh, and they'll, they'll make the change when they come to us. The majority of people don't take video. They use Hulu and Netflix and Prime and Disney and they buy it additionally. So they do, they create their own a la carte package and they'll take the basic, just the basic off airs. And, and so our competitors are really the one, anybody that provides internet, which would be in primarily in your market, I would imagine uh, uh, Mediacom, I assume AT&T has service or CenturyLink also, but I, I'm not, not particularly, I don't, I'm not knowledgeable exactly. But those would be our competitors. Well, that's helpful because it gets to the point of how this whole business has changed. So I appreciate your comments around that. Um, certainly, we've all alluded to acknowledging what we've experienced in the last few weeks and, you know, just double emphasis on this need. So I think it's just really critical. It's part of our infrastructure as a city and I guess I feel really strongly as a council person about moving forward with this project. Like it's just right in there with electricity and water and sewer and you know basic infrastructure services today as we've witnessed. So absolutely strong bandwidth is an important integral part of a community growing. So any yeah, other going through it. You must not have uh, Metronet, Dan. You're breaking up. I have Comcast, and it is keep it, the signal. Unfortunately, this is exactly the problem. I'm sharing my bandwidth with my neighbors, so they must be using a lot of stuff right now. They're watching Tiger That's King. That's the problem. <laughs> um, so some of those other questions that came in, um, which – it goes a little bit beyond my own technical understanding, but got a question about an oversubscribed ratio. Um, and then IP4, IP6 with IP translation and dedicated IP. So I'll leave that to the technical experts to wade through that, those questions. Otherwise, they might be ones we can save for the follow-up we do when it gets closer. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's over my... Uh, uh, but but you know what? Uh, but I, I do want to, if you'd be kind enough to keep a list of that, and we'll make sure we could speak to that on our, our next call in a couple months. I, I don't want to just press that to the side. We certainly, you know, we're we're here to answer questions. We're going to be here for a long time, so uh, we'll put that on our list of uh, to dos for the next call. Sounds good. I know we already talked about saving the talk about modems and routers um, for when it gets closer to. So I might kick it back to Sandy. See. If if you had any last questions about fiber you wanted to ask, or if you're watching online, definitely keep sending those in. And any non-fiber questions, um, we'll let our Metronet friends go at the end. And if there's time, we'll answer those. 
I guess one, since I brought it up as basic infrastructure would be, will you meet with the schools and, you know, some of our bigger users, how do you work with the kind of institutional users that may have a different need? Absolutely. In fact, um, we have in, in Illinois, there are, uh, we're in 18 communities. I think 15 of the school districts are customers of Metronet. So there will be a, a, um, uh, a team that will come in and speak to the schools. Um, obviously, the needs are tremendous there. We'll talk to you guys with your, uh, it's almost like a business sales, you know, it's almost like a business, if you will. So we'll call them, you know, larger scale customers. Uh, we'll, you know, a lot of city halls we do in the communities we serve. We'll, we might be talking to you about, you know, who your provider now and what your needs are and future proof of your needs as well. So absolutely, we'll be talking to the school districts and um, we, we have a team that does specifically that. Great. Um, another thing maybe to mention, so I know on the maps there are some um, areas that currently um, are, I don't know if excluded is the right word, but I know we, we've talked about areas that are have private owners like apartment complexes, mobile home parks. Um, so you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is the infrastructure will go buy those properties and then there will be negotiations with the apartment owners, the mobile home park owners on whether or not they'll hook up and provide that service to their tenants. Yeah, so, so those are private easements. So, um, so we'll have to go out and get a, a UAA, which is utility access agreement. Um, and, and sit down. So we obviously we don't negotiate those through you. We'll have to individually negotiate those with with uh, the parties uh, who who own those facilities. So you know we didn't want that stalling the process of all the areas we could go to. So you know then we make a case by case decision. Sit down with the owner, see if it makes sense, see if we can get a an agreement signed, and uh, kind of go from there. Yeah, Do you want to so talk about that at all, Dan? So it sounds like folks who are um, maybe a tenant of an apartment complex or mobile home park, if they're interested, they need to talk to their landlords and then it's the landlords will be talking to you to negotiate agreements. Exactly. Okay. Cause I know folks will be looking at the map and I didn't want them to see their building and wonder um, how, what oh, their yeah. process is. So I think that'll be helpful for them. Yeah. My hometown where I'm at in, in Sugar Grove, um, we did a deal with the, the village of Sugar Grove, but we did not do a deal when I say we Metronet because where I live, what's called Pressbury, is a private community. So that's a separate negotiation. There's there there might be subdivisions within the the. the we had seven subdivisions within Pressbury, so now we had to get a master agreement from Pressbury, and we had to get seven agreements within homeowners associations within Pressbury, which tells you why we didn't put in the original map. And then so you know there's some you know not negotiations but some conversations and meetings and have to make sure it makes sense and. You know, that, that's that's a one-off. But certainly, I, I already talked to Rick yesterday. I said, uh, Rick Martinez, who's your acting city manager, uh, I said, hey, you know, if you get those calls, get a list going, and, and you know, we'll start, you know, we're going to focus on this major bill that we've approved already. But, but you know, in concert with that, uh, we want to have those names and access and, and see where those discussions go as well. Very good. Yeah, I know accessibility and equity and all those um, types of um, properties, I think, are important. So I think that's that's really good to know. Um, and just knowing how much of it technically and I don't want to speak for Joe, but when the line already goes by the property, I'm sure it's not that hard to go ahead and hook it in. So mm -hmm. um, and Sandy, I don't know if folks know, serves on the one of the Empower Rural Iowa Task Force. Is that the correct terminology? Um, and I know they deal probably a, with a lot of these types of issues. So maybe 
you want to speak a little bit to some of those discussions and how that translates here to what we're talking about today? Sure, of course. Just a comment. The Our governor came out with a program to help rural communities and set out three task forces with different issues about a year and a half ago. It's called Empower Rural Iowa. And we have, you know, the three issues that came out as, you know, across the board community issues for Iowa. One of them is broadband deployment. So we've had a lot of discussions and experienced, you know, before all this business, we, you know, actually got to see, you know, some telehealth projects and how education was using broadband and, you know, experience where the, you know, certainly the needs as well as um, the issues around it. So, you know, just know there's like 22 people on a task force that have been working on this for a year and a half. So it's very near and dear to my heart that in my own community where I live, that we're actually making something happen. So there certainly is opportunity in our state. There's a, you know, there are a lot of independent telephone companies that have done a really good job for their own service territories as cooperatives. But that doesn't say, that doesn't mean that there isn't still a lot of need here. So just to express that and we'll be continuing to work on what does broadband deployment look like what incentives our state legislature has increased a broadband uh, grant program for broadband deployment so you know there's definitely interest at all levels in government and in associations and in private business yeah i think kind yeah, of yeah we well, we were on a call last week, and, and uh, um, uh, Jeff Ryder from uh, City of Bettendorf brought that up. But he was on that. I believe that might have been the same call in the same meeting, and, and so we were talking about that as well. And he's like, "Well, we in Bettendorf, we are a, we are in the process of being a fiber-rich community." So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, him and I, we we talked about that a little bit as well. Great that you're doing that too, by the way. Yeah, and I, I think just some of the case studies, when I think in my head, are just enormous. You know, you think of um, you know, the telecommuting, we already talked about folks that maybe can can live here, but telecommute to Des Moines and not have to drive down there and park and go to a big office tower, um, you know, basically takes it nationwide. And just some of the case uses in, in my own profession is here from our pharmacy in downtown Nevada, we're counseling patients through telepharmacy um, all across Iowa. So um, being able able to have those services reliable, I think, is a, is a really good example. So some of the other um, questions happening. So some of these um, we kind of touched on earlier, you know, be, the stability of the connection. So, and I know that's um, so that we can just keep going because I know Sandy has to hop off at 10. And I know you gentlemen probably do as well. Um, so, you know, with my understanding of fiber, you have that one dedicated line to a home. So that'll help with stability so that your neighbor's Netflix session doesn't affect your own ability to connect. So um, I'm getting heads nodding. So I think that probably hopefully answers Chelsea's question. Um, and then another question came in, um, you know, we talked about timeline earlier, but they were looking for a channel lineup. So when do you think the TV channel lineup might be available? Good question. You know what, we're going to be working and Dan and myself um, with you and Rick and, and, and the council just to keep updating you guys on everything. So um, like I said, we, 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 we don't even have a permit yet. Um, so, uh, but I love, I love how ahead of the curve, not ahead of the curve, don't want to say that, but you guys are ahead of things now, but let me, let me, uh, I, I, let me work on that and see, uh, when they're going to have one ready. And as soon as it is, Dan and I'll make sure we get you guys one. You can post it on your, uh, you know, on, on your website and, and on your Facebook page and wherever else you see fit. 
And after and Mayor, Mayor, I'll be sending you something in terms of very shortly, I'll probably do it by the end of next week, sending you something in terms of kind of a question and answer that Good. you can post on your site. Perfect. Yep. So we'll put that out on social media. I also wrote myself a note to find the under construction link that our our viewers that are watching this already found that and posted it in the comments. So thank you for doing that. And I'll take that and um, post that for on this city social media so that folks can click on that and poke around a little bit. Great. Okay. So we have probably five or so more minutes. Are there any final things we didn't cover that you guys think are important for the community to know? Yeah, the only thing I would say is uh, only 20% of the community, only 20% of the towns, cities, villages in the country are fiber rich, are future proof. Uh, and hopefully by Halloween, uh, Nevada, Iowa will also be that. So, um, you know, I saw when they were doing the, uh, the vote, Mayor Brett, I saw the smile on your face when the last uh, yes was announced. And uh, that's what's gratifying about what we do. I mean, that, that's part of it. Uh, obviously, we want to run a a robust business, but to be able to uh, impact people's lives by working together to get this this future-proof technology to your community. Uh, sounds corny, but it's really cool. And uh, I'm glad you guys are now going to be part of that 20% in this country. Yeah. No, and, and you hit on that. I, I was trying not to get too giddy, but you know, when we first started getting hopeful on this, I was tr making myself not get my hopes up because this Honestly, you know, fiber community-wide has been one of my top couple dream goals. And, you know, obviously one we, we've struggled to get traction on. So, you know, it was really, really great to be able to know, um, especially now. I mean, you know, we started having the discussion and then the, the need for broadband um, just skyrocketed because of the situation we're in right now. And, um, you know, when we're, we'll continue um, to have those needs increase as, as we move forward. And, stuff continues to become more digital. So no, it's, it's, you know, Mayor, right. when, uh, when Dan and I were driving home, uh, I got home after our first meeting back in March and my wife, Oh, how did it go in Nevada? I said, I think the mayor thinks he's getting punked. <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for the catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just kept looking at us like, you're really going to do this. And I said, yeah, well, we're, we're good. Then he called me and I said, no, we're, we're, I, and then when I'm pushing the agenda, pushing the timeline and you're like, yeah, we can do that. I go, I think he thinks he's getting punked, but uh, <laughs> you're not getting punked. You have a signed agreement from us. And, and uh, like I said, I talked to John yesterday and John's story and he's like, yep, we're, we're going to start to ring as soon as we get the permit in the next two weeks. I said, well, we're living up to our word. And again, you're going to see us. We'll, we'll come in probably once every six weeks or so during your council meetings, give you guys an update. We're going to be right there. Like I said, John's, John's office, it was a six minute drive from where he is in Ames to get to you guys. So again, we're here for the long haul, you know, we're going to tear off the bandaid. So the construction is going to come through. It's not going to be a long process you are going to get some calls. I mean, just because people aren't you, it's not all, you know, lollipops and gumdrops. People aren't used to people being in their backyards. People don't, a lot of people don't know. My wife didn't know it here in Sugar Grove, but we had a metro next to She's like, there's people going through my flowers. I said, well, your flowers are in an easement, hon. So <laughs> we don't own that part. So like Dan said, he's going to get a list of questions. So if people in, in you know, in, in the office there, if the city's getting calls, they'll know what to say. Here's how you respond to this. We'll guide them to the website. So again, this is going to be teamwork, but we're going to get in and we're going to get out. And once the construction's done, it, it, and the construction is going to go well too, but it's really smooth sailing after that. 
Very good. Well, Joe, I'm really glad that you highlighted that 20% factor because as somebody who's been in economic development, as I have for over 30 years, I know what it what that really means. When we're trying to attract people to live in our community, to grow businesses here, that is, you know, that's a really important fact. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that took care of the questions that were coming in online. Want to thank everybody for watching. Thank um, Dan, John, and Joe for joining us. And I think it was a really good discussion. We'll continue to get information out and look forward to doing this again once it gets closer to being live. Great. Look forward to it, guys. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Stay healthy. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you.